Hey, I'm Matt Hutchins, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt, and how about you? Life is good. It's always good. Episode 141, More Money Now. More Money Now. We both had some good conversations with some good prospects here in the last couple of days, and we were talking offline. Everybody wants more money now, right? And so... Uh, the conversation starts almost the same, and I'll, you know, mine was like a dentist and a financial advisor. And you think, what do they have in common? Both of them had the same thing. If I could just get in front of more people, if I could just get in front of more prospects, I know that I could generate more business. I know I could close more business, right? Yeah, and and this the person I was talking to is in the loan industry, and um, my first question was they wanted me to look at like how can I get more more money now? What they're really saying is you know, how can I get more customers? That's what they normally yeah. say. How can I get more yeah. customers now? What they're really saying is I need more money now. Yeah. How can I do that now? So that's why this is more money now. Well, the first thing I asked was, what's your marketing plan? And they said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not talking about a, like a written marketing plan. What's your marketing plan? What's your strategy? And they're like, we don't really have one. And I said, okay, so I want to, well, let's start with this. Just think of this traffic. Okay. Traffics and conversions. Let's start there. If you want more money now, you got to start with traffic and conversions. How do you get yeah, traffic? We, yeah, or leads, leads. We like to well, say yeah. more leads. So you get traffic from, yeah, traffic brings leads and then leads turns into conversions and then conversions turns in, into sales or potential for sales. So, yeah, but it really yeah. starts with, with some form of advertising, reaching out. So that's what I mean. A marketing plan doesn't have to be complex. It could be, we're going to run advertising on XYZ platform, we're going to run ads, it's going to create traffic. Well, if you're a dentist, you could send mailers that creates traffic to your phone. doesn't matter what it is. You got to start with a plan that creates traffic. Traffic meaning the phone rings, traffic meaning the email, but you got to have people coming to you. In, in, in my opinion, if traffic, like you're a big uh, pharmaceutical company, traffic means you're going to have 150 salespeople out knocking on hospitals' doors every single day. That's traffic. So it's all traffic. Drum it up. I'm going to back it up and go even, even, I'll even go back to the basics. So we talk about our five-step profit formula, more leads, more conversions, transactions, more profits. Um, and I'll go back to the first thing is easy money. We talk about cutting costs and that kind of stuff, right? But number two is, is increase the number of transactions for existing clients. When I was in strategic coach, you and I were in strategic coach, and I don't remember if it was which year it was, but one of the first questions would be, if you could wake up and only do one thing tomorrow, what would that one thing be to make money? And the answer invariably for most businesses is keep your existing clients happy. Number one, keep your existing clients happy, right? Number two, if I could do two things tomorrow, it would be keep the clients happy and get in front of new prospects, right? New potential clients. And the third thing, if I can only do three things tomorrow, would be get in front of an existing client, keep them happy, get in front of a prospect who can bring me money, or a center of influence or a referral who can, you know, somebody is, uh, that can refer me business, right? Those are what we call our unique experience. But this was with a financial advisor, if I could just get in front of more clients. And this was with a dentist, if I could just get in front of more uh, potential patients. They like to call them patients. But what I talk about is increase the number of transactions from existing clients. That's the number one way to get more money now. In the financial services business, it's, it's more wallet share, right? So 
if you manage money, maybe you don't manage all their money, right? All your clients' money. So you need to go figure out they might have some money in a CD or in a different brokerage account or an old 401k from an old business, right? So invariably, the easiest place for a financial advisor is to get more money from his existing clients. The easiest thing for a dentist, it's the same thing in a different twist, which is number of transactions from existing patients, which is what they call active patients versus inactive patients. Somebody who hadn't been to see the dentist in the last 12 months, 18 months, probably doesn't have a new dentist. They just haven't been in to see you. So the quickest way for more money now is for you to call all those inactive patients. They've been with me. They probably haven't seen me in 12 months. They probably slipped through the cracks. I didn't call them. They didn't call me. Let's get them in the door. And There's then let's, a second pause, part. let's pause on that calling there. So somebody yeah. might say, well, I don't have time to call. Well, good. Hire a virtual assistant and have them call. You just create a script. Don't, don't get hung up on stuff like that. Uh, like you, like you often say who, not how that's it. I mean, yeah, hire yeah. somebody, a virtual assistant. They have them as, you know, in, in the United States, you don't have to hire somebody in the Philippines. You can hire somebody for 25 to $30 an hour and then call all of your existing, uh, you know, patients who aren't and reactivate them. Right. We call it a reactivation campaign. Reactivation campaign. That's but, right. But back to what you were saying about like this, these more transactions, when what most people do is when, when they go get new clients, they, they keep acquiring new clients and they try to tell them everything they do. Wouldn't it be better to attract a new client than once they are a client, then offer them more services? Actually, right. You give them the first thing they need, right? The first thing they want, right? And then you can say, well, you're going to need this later on. Exactly. That's a great point. Add those transactions. A great thing uh, going back to the financial advisors, maybe you got, you solved a problem. They inherited money. But now you can go in and talk about some tax planning or some insurance planning or some retirement planning. But when you first got them in the door, they were just, hey, I got a bunch of money. I don't know what to do with my dad died. Help me settle his estate, right? That's a great point. Maybe you just get in and solve. You've always said, solve the one problem. And then we can show you, I bet you got these other problems too that I can help you solve. Yeah, now you've got, you've got, um, you've got life insurance possibilities. You have uh, deferred benefits plans. You've got- Tax planning is a big deal right now. Tax planning is huge. Yeah, and, and the, the thing about tax planning is, it always changes because the tax codes always change. So, you know, that's it. Like if you're in the investment advisory business, you got to stay up on that stuff. Right? Always changes and it's your biggest expense. If I walk in, the, uh, it's hilarious. I, I do this at all my presentations. What's your biggest expense? And people will say labor and or, or, or materials, right? And the answer is no, it isn't. It's taxes. Yeah. It's always taxes and it'll always be taxes. So your number one concern would be, how do I minimize my taxes? How do I pay the least amount of taxes possible? That's being a business owner. That's being an individual. And that's some of the stuff. I mean, I, I'm really good at that. It's really awesome. Well, well really we could say stuff. it this way. If taxes isn't your business, business, uh, biggest expense is because you're losing money, you need to get more <laughs> transactions and more yes. money now. So if taxes isn't your biggest expense, then, then you know, this is another way to fi fix that. And, and so these are, you know, it doesn't really matter what business you're in. It, if, whether you're a dentist, a financial planner, whether you're um, in insurance sales, you know, insurance sales. Re I remember when people would open up uh, just, just do car insurance. And then like 20 years later, they got this big agency. They're doing business and, and homeowners and all these different insurances and life and disability and all these other things. Why? Well, you thought they were just a car insurance 
place. But the reality is there's always more transactions you can get from the existing customer base. And if you'll focus on that, I mean, why did I get in dog food? Because dogs eat every month. I like that. But when you've got a customer base of 100,000, well, guess what? We now have dog bowls. We now have this or we have that. Or dog bowls, exactly whatever. right. It's, it's the ability to add a new product and get an instant raise. And, and I learned this many years ago um, when I was in, in network marketing. And they were like, you get into a company, might have one product. And then there's like, you get a million downline or whatever. And then all of a sudden they add a new product. Why did they add the new product? More transactions. More, more transactions. I already have a distribution channel set up. It's just like, so you talk about a builder. I work with you know, a couple of builders and the same thing. A builder can be, can you make the house bigger? Can you, you know, add more luxury items? Because a lot of these builders are cost plus. A lot of times they're not. A lot of times just a negotiated price. But same thing for like the landscape guy. Hey, we just do the lawn, but now I can do gardens, right? Right. Um, that's when we talk about joint ventures, right? You and I talked about it. one of our podcasts was go to your existing client base and think what other services can I offer? Whether I sell them or somebody else sells them. What else can I offer to them? Which puts into one of our favorite stuff you and I talk about all the time is joint ventures, right? I don't have to actually provide the product or service, but but I have the relationship that I can introduce the new. I'm a distributor. You're my client. I mow your lawn every month, every week, and and I know Dave, right? So what else can I offer Dave that he might need? And we talk about this all the time. That's the joint ventures, the pressure washing the house, the the auto detailing, the cleaning out the gutters, the roofer, the painter the fix in the back deck, right? That's what we talk about with joint ventures are really just another form of more transactions with existing clients, whether you provide the service or not. So that's a great exercise. We mentioned that in a podcast in the past that I tell people to do every year. I wasn't being rude and looking at my phone. I'm actually looking at my phone to get the name of this author um, of this. His name is Hunter Thompson. And okay. um, one of the things he said, when you talk about joint ventures, his name, I wanted yeah. to make sure I gave him credit for this. He said, you know, I would go to networking groups and what I tried to do at all my networking groups was I try to, like, if I met somebody, I try to find out what they were looking for right now. And if I knew the person, I would connect them right then. So I would give them value. And I, and so, and, and why did I do that? Because I know the reciprocity rule. And, yes. And so if you want referrals, you got to give referrals. I believe it's, and, and I know you do it phenomenally, Matt. I know you're, you, I know a guy, you're that guy. I know a right, guy. Right, 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 right. But it's, but I was, I thought it was great advice. And um, it's, you know, I was like, wow, that's really good advice. So you're, you're at a networking group. And instead of trying to get from somebody else, you're always the guy who's giving. And what ends up happening is, as people say, hey, oh, you know, Matt helped me with this. Why don't you go ask Matt? He might know a person. For, and then before long, You've got this huge network of people that refer back to you because you're a giver in the right. In, in right. That I had this exact conversation this morning <laughs> in the opposite view of, of what not to do, which was you're trying to give referrals to this guy and I send him a text. Hey, I'm, you know, this would be a great business partner with you. It, you know, these are big time connections. And I, it's happened three times. I text the guy, hey, I got a great connection for you. I think it'd be really add value. This guy does this, which complements your business or brings money to your business or bring opportunities to your business. And you don't, silent. It, it, like, don't hear from him for three weeks or four weeks. And this has happened three times in a row. It's happened like in 
in April and May, and then it just happened like this week and it responded this morning. And my response back was, I can't give you any referrals because if you don't respond promptly to me, how would I know that you're going to respond promptly to the referral that I'm going to give to you? And then you would make me look bad. Yeah. You can't do it. You got to say, hey, Dave, I got a guy for you. He's a big money guy. He's going to add to that real estate project. You need to talk to him. And then you need to have the respect to say, oh, awesome. Thanks, Matt. And then you reach out with him and then you connect. And the third thing, which most people forget, by the way, is then you got to tell me, hey, Matt, I talked to your guy. He's awesome. We'll see if it works out. But I just want to let you know I'm keeping you in the loop, right, that we connected. That's how you handle a referral, right? Here I am trying to give this guy a big time referral and I get crickets, right? Now I got to cut him off. He's just not a reliable, I can't help him. I'm trying to help him grow his business with some big time uh, introductions. And that tells me either he's not running his business properly. He doesn't treat people properly. There's something wrong that I can't give him referrals anymore. And that's yeah, what I told him. That's a valid point that, if you know if you're the type of person who is always I, I it's like a pet peeve of mine when somebody says i'm sorry i'm late i was really busy um we're all really busy you, do, you should <laughs> never be you should never be late you know i mean there are that's what i told him in the text that's literally what i said dude these people are big time people i'm a big time person you're a big time person we're all busy yeah i wouldn't send you a text introduce you to somebody unless it was important because I know you're, and, and by God, these guys are busy. Yeah. So it's, that's exactly what I told them. But it reminds me of, the, of, the, of, of you, what you were just saying, reminds me of the idea of, of, of the number one complaint for lawyers and CPAs is they don't know what happened to a referral. So, so CPAs get referrals from 80% of their business comes from existing clients giving them a referral, right? They are terrible. They never tell that client, hey, thanks for sending me. They're terrible at that. Um, they give a referral to other people, uh, financial services, insurance, financial advisors, um, other people. They never hear back. Like, I don't know whatever happened. I called you to talk about insurance, nothing ever. Lawyers get referrals from other lawyers, right? So, so uh, you're a personal injury lawyer who deals in car wrecks, but somebody has a dog bite. So you're going to refer that dog bite to a dog bite personal injury. This really happens, by the way. And then they never hear back from the dog bite guy. Hey, what was that a case? Did that work out? Did it not work out? Right? So part of the I, referral I, process has to be the follow-up. You've got to, yeah, there's got to be that. Thank you for sending me that. And I know everybody's busy, right? So um, once again, this is where um, you get a virtual assistant. And if it's just for thank you cards, it's all you need. I mean, what is that going to take an hour? Like, if, let's say you're paying $25 an hour. And the virtual assistant takes, and you need five thank yous to go out this week. So it costs you $25 to send five thank yous. How hard is that? I mean, it's like, it, it, it'll change your world. Even though you didn't write it, you still, it, it came from you. Oh, and dude, this so goes back I, to our whole who, not how, and automating, right? So yeah. we had this conversation with one of my clients, and it's, well, it's so difficult when I get a referral, I have to do all these things. And I said, no, you really don't. The only thing you have to do is meet with the prospect, right? You can have a thank you email set up. Hey, Dave, thanks for sending the referral. You could have an email set up that says, hey, I reached out to your referral. We're going to set up a meeting for next week. That can be an automated email that your virtual assistant can fill in some of the details. 
automatic email to go set up the appointment. There's a virtual assistant that can set up your appointment your, or your existing assistant sets up. That's not you again. And then you would let your refer, hey, I got a meeting set up with them next week. That's an automatic email. Then you'd have the meeting, which is what you need to do. That's your unique ability. That's what you're good at. The follow-up, hey, thanks for meeting with me. That's an automatic email you have already pre-written and you just fill in a couple of details or your assistant does. The thank you, hey, Dave, thanks. Remember the guy you sent to me? I met with him this week. The meeting went well. All right, now, Here the can next we step. pause for a minute? Because you just said a mouthful that a lot of people, <laughs> I need to go deeper in what you just said. Okay, so first of all, um, we're, the, the, the topic today is more money now. And what we're and you notice how we, we started talking about being more efficient now, which will make you more money, by the way. But what yeah. one of the things, one of the, the, the big nuggets you just gave was you said an email that's already set up, you just have to, to how much time do we spend writing emails? So what you do is you take one time and you you literally you 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 template your emails if, yep. if they're similar emails. And you label them based upon, yep. you know, and you title them. And then you go in and you cut and paste and you put in the things you need. That, my friend, will make you far more effective and allow you to make more money now because you won't be spending so much time doing emails. And it, I mean, so that's a big nugget you gave. And I didn't want to just skim right through it because it's- That's a, a great point. Well, that's, a, that's what I call a follow-up system, right? So it's all about how many times have we talked about a follow-up system that most small business owners don't have a follow-up system whether it be for leads, whether it be for suppliers, hey, I asked for a quote, haven't heard back, right? Got a follow-up system for all that stuff. Let's say you're a builder, follow up, hey, I was looking for the subcontractor to, I'm looking for a new subcontractor to do flooring, haven't heard back from them. I got a a flooring guy, a cabinet guy, and a roofing guy right now. I'm waiting on their follow-up to get me the price. They've all been out to, to look at the house three that have not gotten me the price yet. I've not gotten back and I'll, I'll put it back on you. And, and there should be, you know, I haven't heard from him in three days. Send another email to him. Oh, hey, I keep, I'm waiting on I, that bid. I keep that. I text. <laughs> I know, you're good at that. I text every morning. I yeah. need that. I need that quote. I need that quote. And you're it's, doing your end. They're, they've dropped the ball. That's yeah. exactly right. They dropped the ball. They have a terrible follow-up system. Here you are wanting to hire them, wanting to give them money. That's the kind of stuff that we mean more money now. There's stuff like that probably in your business that you're just sitting on. There's there's more wallet share there can get. There's more services you can offer. There's business sitting there that you just haven't followed up on, right? There's stuff in your pipeline that you just haven't even followed up on. And if you're too busy to do the things you have to do, then you need to raise your prices, which is another way to get more money now. Raise your prices so that you during the time you are working, you're making enough money that you can pay people to do some of these things, which is follow-up. I mean, the reality is that that's, you know, that this is about more money now, but it's not just more transactions. If you're so busy and you can't afford people to help you, that means you're not charging enough for what you do. It's, it's, I mean, it's a simple. That's right. That's right. Raise your price until you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And then double it. (laughs) <laughs> more money now raise that's, your prices it's, it's and double that, it according to dave um so well that's not dave that's a ray edwards thing <laughs> okay so, okay um so and i'm going to use this as, a, as an example i was really busy one time didn't want to take on a new copywriting project because i don't take many projects for copywriting so i was going to quote this guy a price and i said all right i'm gonna listen to what ray and it was a high price i'm gonna listen to yeah, what ray yeah. said and i'm gonna double it and um 
and he took it the second he got the town, <laughs> like dang i could have probably tripled it and so um that I makes the project lot. more worthwhile and you actually now are excited to take it on a new project because you're getting more profitability per hour like we talked about so it's yeah you, now you're actually excited about it you didn't if you're charging too little you're like oh i don't want to do that work it's not worth it it's pain in the butt it's giving me a headache but now if it's paying you twice as much you thought you're like well that's not such a headache well, well worth it, it but to, uh, to stay on the subject of what i was talking about is yeah. by taking on another i have a client right now i just made one of the or a prospect that i made one of the biggest quotes i've ever made for copywriting why because i know if i take this client on there's no way i can do all the work myself so i will have to hire somebody to, to do some of the writing and I'll oversee it. So the reality is knowing how much time it would take. So I, I threw out the biggest price that I've ever thrown out. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, then I'm not so burdened, try to get the thing done, it takes all my time. And you gotta think like that as an entrepreneur, you gotta look at things and say, boy, this is a really big project, I'd love to have it. But if I get it, I gotta make it worth my while too. That goes back to our profitability per hour. We did that call, I don't know, three or four episodes ago, right? That it says it's not just revenue. Not all revenue is the same. It's really profitability. And I'll even tell you profitability per hour, right? That if it's, can I do this project in, in the most efficient manner that's easy and takes the least amount of time? That's what we talk about going back to uh, uh, a dentistry, right? So dentistry might be that something easy is to replace a cavity or a crown right? Versus a whole implant, you know, like a whole bridge and that type of stuff. But the bridges are 10 times more profitable. Can I do more of those projects? Uh, dentists don't like to think like that because it's a healthcare. Uh, financial services, same thing. Like a, a one to $5 million customer is, is a perfect bread and butter. Uh, a $50 million client sounds really awesome, but now they require a lot of your time and attention and they feel like they own you. Well, can right. we go back, so you might we want go back that. to the dentist? Um, and yeah, yeah. and if, you, if you're a dentist and you're watching this show, and I know there's a possibility of that because you deal with a lot of dentists. If you're yeah. a dentist and you and you think that, okay, so let's say you take an hour and uh, you did a couple fillings. Okay, it took you an hour to do, let's say, two fillings. Um, right. So um, you get paid your hourly wage. Let's say it's $150 an hour. So you, you made your $150 bucks and you're done. Now, what if you took that same hour and now you sold something that went in the mouth and the margin on that item you sold was another $150. So now in the same hour, you made $300. One was for your labor. The other was because you sold something at a fair price. And so uh, that should be the way you think is you can't be just hands because eventually these break down. You wanna, you wanna <laughs> make sure that you're selling items that increase your profitability. Right. Well, that, that we talk about more money now and more transactions, right? Dentists can offer uh, ortho, orthodontics, right? So Invisalign, a lot of them are offering those products now as an add-on. Uh, teeth whitening as, a, as an add-on. Same, exactly what you're talking about. That's more transaction from existing clients. The way you can focus on your marketing can be, I don't just want cavity fillings. I want to market towards high-end dental work, Right we talked about this before, don't call me if you want the cheapest, call me if you want the best, right? I, I used to work with a, a kitchen remodeler. Don't, don't call me if you want the cheapest, call me if you want the best kitchen. Don't call me if you want the cheapest, call me if you want the most unique. So actually last week when I was talking with these dentists, I had a group that I was working with 
And that's the kind of marketing message they want to deliver, right? That's a consistent and it's self-selecting. Well, he just told me, don't call him if you want the cheapest. You know, and you know this is, call me if you want the best. What we're talking about right now, and this is the first time it's ever happened in the car industry. It, it, the car industry has always been enormously, we're all only going to sell the lowest price, lowest price, lowest price. There's no cars out there right now. I don't know if you've driven by any car lots recently. You look on their lot and they got no cars. Because <laughs> there's big problems. We're not going to go into the problems. But um, this is not a time to get a car total. Because I can tell you, my daughter totaled her car. We went okay. to a lot. She picked out the car. They would not budge a penny off the car, all the fees, everything. And we went out and we looked at a lot of places. They were all the same. Look, right. cars are scarce. I can charge whatever I want for this car. And they did. I mean, it was amazing how much they, they charged for the car. However, the insurance company was also on the ropes because they had to pay for, to replace my daughter's car. Right, right. But the point is, I think car dealers are realizing, hey, you know, what what's the added value that we can give to offer these higher prices even today in this economy can you right. add can you offer like we'll give you free oil changes for a year exactly right. add some value that doesn't cost much and and don't go back to the low price model right well, that's I exactly mean, if you're right. saying i'm in the car business i need more money now start thinking of adding value or other services that you can offer to justify a higher profit margin it That's doesn't right. matter what business you're in. Right. We talk about price versus value, right? And and we did a whole episode on value added as a way to increase your profitability. And it's it's the perceived value that you add. It, people don't people only shop on price because that's all you give them, right? It they don't know any better, they don't know any education, then all they know is price, right? But if you say that this is a good kitchen cabinet, this is a bad kitchen cabinet. Now you're talking about value and I might be willing to spend more. Same thing for dental work. This is good dental work. This is excellent dental work. I'm, I'm willing to pay for excellent because I don't want to come back here and do this whole thing again in three to five years. I want this, talk about surgeries, right? So, so I have clients that you know, redo shoulders and hips and invariably the guys, the, the guys and gals that do the, not only the rehab anymore, it's the prehab before the operation. I have a client who has a knee surgery and, and said, look, this knee, I, he did the pre-work and the recovery work. And he said, it's like, I wish I would have done this years ago because this knee is better than my original one ever was, mm -hmm. right? So, so there's this whole thing of the value added. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked, but it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the value added that you add or, or that you, that guy's gonna have that, that surgeon who told him to do the pre-work and the post-work is gonna have a higher success rate because he got his clients to do the pre and post. But that's how you got more money now. Okay, yep. the pre-work creates a higher profit on the, on the actual work because the result, what is, yep. when somebody buys, it, it, yep. they want the result. They don't want, they don't want the thing you do. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the old adage, you know, nobody wants a drill, they want a hole. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's the same thing, they want the result, they don't, they don't want the thing that you do. And so if the result is, my knee is better than ever. That's phenomenal. Now knees are easier than shoulders, as you know. Right, right. Shoulders are tough, and maybe there's pre-work, but I mean, this is the point: is how do you get more money now? You don't get stuck in the like you said. If all you give people is price, that's all they got to go on. That's all they get going. All right, so we can wrap this up. Episode one forty-one. More money now, right? 
we got to get in front of more people. Maybe you don't. Maybe you go back and do more transactions with your existing clients. You know, I told you that the strategic coach, Dean, uh, Dan Sullivan, was what do you do tomorrow to, to make more money? Keep your existing clients happy, right? Number two, get in front of more prospects. Number three, meet with centers of influence, right? How do I get more transactions? It can be more wallet share. It could be reactivation campaigns. It could be joint ventures offering uh, products or services that are distribution our existing clients would appreciate whether we use them i'm sorry whether we produce them or we teamed up with somebody that's great you and i use joint ventures all the time you see the kind of discussions more money now that we talk about in our mastermind group and our group coaching program right that's what dave and i do for a living and that's what it's good to be surrounded with other business owners who have been through this that help you brainstorm these ideas uh, matt at profitabilitymd.com dave at profitabilitymd.com we always talk about marketing messages and irresistible offers. Our irresistible offer, we could find any business owner, $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 without spending a dollar more on advertising or marketing. That's called our profit acceleration session. My bet is we would talk about more transactions from existing clients, right? That would be one of the one thing that we would talk about. <laughs> one of our 40 point checklists, right? That's a profit acceleration session. Don't find fifty dollars to $100,000. Give us a call, email us. Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Uh, that is our irresistible offer, right? This is our podcast. We love doing this. We're trying to help as many business owners as we can because we think we can build the business of your dreams. You deserve it. You should have it. There are just some key fundamentals you got to have, right? We do group coaching. We do profit acceleration sessions. We got our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD, and we got our podcast, ProfitabilityMD, and our website, ProfitabilityMD.com. Dude, this was great. More money now. Who doesn't want now. that? And the one last thing I'd say is, to, you know, business is not about getting overwhelmed. It's, it's, see, that's the thing. And that's why we talked about virtual assistants and things like that. Yeah. Both, both Matt and I have a, have a lot more free time today than we did. Why? Because we let our business take over before. That's the, the reason why we're here is so if you're more profitable and have the time to enjoy your life. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. So Build the business you deserve. Absolutely. Great, great show, man. All right, man.